Hello and welcome to Adventures with ADHD, where I shine a spotlight on other fabulous, fabulous neurodivergent folk. And I am so happy today that I've got Cassie Harris with me. So hi, Cassie. Thank you for coming. Hi, yeah. Thank you for having us. How are you feeling, Cassie? Uh, it's exciting and nerve-wracking. Um, never really done anything like this before, so we'll see how it goes. Brilliant. Well, well done for coming. Just remember to breathe. It's a conversation so that we can we can get to know you. Okay, so I'm going to launch straight in. Cassie, where are you based and what do you do for work? So I'm based in the northeast of England in South Shields, which is like a lovely little seaside town, which is perfect for me because I absolutely love being in coastal areas by the sea. Um, and I'm a photographer, which is also perfect. So I've got like plenty of scenery to take photos of. Yeah, amazing. And is that where you take a lot of your photos down at the sea side? Yeah, um, I like to go and take photos, like, cause the sea's just, there's so many different moods the sea gives. Doesn't matter the weather, there's always just something interesting to see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's always one of my go-tos. When I've not got people to take photos of, I go to the sea. Yeah, okay, amazing. I've seen some, actually, I've seen one of your photographs down at the coast and it's stunning. So um, you mentioned you take photos of other people. So what what's your uh, photography like? Is it always other people or is it a mix? Um, it's not always other people. I do enjoy um, portraiture and stuff like that. Um, but obviously when I don't have access to other people or other people aren't free, I will spend a lot of my time taking seascapes and landscapes and stuff like that. Or even my cats, because I've got enough cats to pose for us. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. <laughs> and what got you interested in to, into photography? Oh gosh, this is going to be a long story. So I'll, I'll try and keep it as short as possible. But basically, um, when I was uh, a lot younger, I was home educated and one of my really good friends, his parents owned a, still do, the gallery in Newcastle called The Side Gallery. And they largely take, well, they display a lot of documentary photography and also documentary films and stuff like that. And his dad, who unfortunately is no longer here with us anymore, um, he put on a little like workshop for the other home educated kids on photography and that's it like that is how it started I was about 14 or 15 and I was so determined to go to college um after doing all this um it, I was 15 at the time so that was incredibly difficult because you've usually got to be 16 and over to do it yeah or so maybe in me and really really determined we me and my mum contacted every college in the entire Northeast. Wow. Will you take us? And funnily enough, the college down the road where I live now was actually the one that took us on. Amazing. So that was age 15? Yes, 15. Um, someone, um, because of my determination and my portfolio that I had, someone within the local authority granted the funds for us to do it. So that was so amazing. 
So is is determination one of your key strengths then, Cassie? Uh yes. If I if I want something, I do I do go ahead and get it. <laughs> Brilliant. Which is perfect for being a, a working for yourself and and getting yeah. out there. Wow. Okay. So yeah, what led you to your diagnoses then? You have more than one, don't you? Yeah. So. I've now been diagnosed autistic. Um, that was around two years ago in 2021. So it was kind of during lockdown when it happened. Um, and during this time, ADHD was also popping in a lot. And so I saw a diagnosis there, which I only got in November gone. Right. But um largely the autism one I've always struggled with social settings eye contact I was always getting told off can you look at us when you're talking to us stuff like that um I hated it it was so uncomfortable um communication was a big issue with me as well if especially in relationships like if if there was any conflict I'd just I couldn't talk, I'd go mute, I'd go silent. Mm. As much as I wanted to speak inside, like I had the voices trying to get out, I couldn't physically speak. Wow. And I was starting to realise how this is actually detrimental for me. Yeah. You know, like I can't speak in these situations. So it kind of prompted us to really look into it. Um, I've kind of always known about that since I was like a lot younger. Yeah. I had this really strange idea that I wasn't bad enough to seek a diagnosis. Um, so I never really pursued it until I was in my twenties. Yeah. Obviously a lot of the damage is kind of done then. Mm. Um, but yeah. Wow. A lot of that kind of prompted us to get done. The ADHD as well, like a lot of things were coming in there. I have like a lot of hyperfixations. I can jump from one thing to another. Lots of things getting missed. Mm. Completely, I can't focus on a lot of things unless it's absolutely interesting to me. If I'm not interested in it, I just can't do it. Yeah. The interest is really great because it's helped us do the photography and it's helped us do all my creative stuff that I do. So in that respect, it's like, it's been so helpful. Yeah. You've got to focus on the things that I love. Yeah. Yeah. And what was really interesting that you just said, if it's not interesting to me, I can't do it. And I think this is yeah. such an important thing for people to realise. It's not won't, it's can't, isn't yeah. it? Um, the interest isn't there. Um, you can try, but the brain... For me personally, my brain just won't go there. Is that yeah, the same for you? Like, try as I might, like I will try so so hard to, like especially when I was at college or uni. Like I've dropped out of uni twice because of not being able to keep up. I've not been able to focus on the work and stuff like that. So reading things that I I just can't, it won't come in. Like it yeah. just won't stick. I'm reading the same line about five times and I'm. Like, I'm just, can't do this. Like, physically cannot do it. No, and that's that's so key for people to realise because I think some people get a, a rough time when they're being told they're just 
not trying hard enough and it's like you say you tried really hard and it still doesn't work so what impact did growing up with undiagnosed ADHD and autism did that have on your self-esteem um it was largely like why am I like this like I don't understand why this is happening or I'm taking this too seriously they're only joking when really they weren't probably weren't actually joking but it's that kind of thing like I'll be taught oh you're taking it to heart and just gaslit and stuff like that so then I'm questioning myself what's wrong with us why am I like this yeah and especially in relationships where it's like can't quite understand what needs to be done or I've, I've got so focused on something that I forgot to do something else and therefore like issues it's caused yeah so, yeah it's, it's caused a lot of different issues over the years yeah I was constantly misunderstanding what the teacher was saying or constantly misunderstanding what someone else was saying to us yeah and it's just been a lot of well I've not had a lot of faith in myself because I've been taught constantly that I'm misunderstanding everything yeah of course yeah so thank you what I want to just go back to is oh yes when you were thinking about going to be assessed there were those thoughts of well I'm not bad enough yeah serious enough so having come through the other side what would you say to someone else because a lot of people have these these doubts when they appear to kind of get by in life they are still struggling so what would you say to somebody that said that to you i've changed my outlook a lot and it's it's just been a case of just because there's always going to be someone worse off than you it's always going to happen but you're not living their life you're living yours and you absolutely need to listen to yourself and i wish i'd done that so much younger like yeah i'm getting by and i'm doing stuff but i'm still struggling i might be able to work a job but it doesn't mean that i'm not burnt out all the rest of the night i can't keep on top of my housework because of it yeah or my mental health's just suffering because I don't know why I can't deal with it like everyone else. Yeah. So absolutely, if you are, in fact, if you feel like you are something, you probably are, because if you weren't, you wouldn't question it. Exactly. Yeah. Couldn't have put it better myself. Um, yeah. 100% is the struggles are real, you know, um, and everyone's struggles are different doesn't mean we compare them so absolutely I think that's really good good for people to hear that who are you know I I spent five years researching like mad thinking yes I'm going to do it no I'm not I'm fine you know um and it's about thriving isn't it not just surviving you know Mm, thank you so what's different now I know you've come a long way um so what's different now you know that you are neurodivergent? So when I got my first diagnosis, I was determined to find other people like me and 
form friendships and speak to people that who've known longer or are on the same journey and just having that comfort and thinking wow like I felt so alone all my life and now there's there's people like me like yeah. it's so wild to know that there's an entire group of people out there as similar as you are who probably have felt the same way you do but now that we're able to now find each other yeah a lot easier it's been amazing like I've met so many awesome people yeah. and it's just been so lovely to like make new friends who are so similar it's it's incredible oh absolutely and this is why it's key isn't it to to find others yeah. yes definitely like even for your workplace stuff like getting that help that support that you can get that yeah. a lot of people don't know about you can actually get support to help you within your workplace or within your business and you can actually now thrive with it yeah and that's um that's the access to work yeah, from, definitely. it's been such a game changer and i would recommend anyone get it yeah how has it helped you i've been able to access coaches like yourself um other adhd coaches for other aspects of what i struggle with mindset and movement and eating habits because that's one of one of the adhd issues i have is eating the dopamine seeking so it's been a whole lot helpful to know that i'm doing these things for a reason yeah instead of beating myself up about it and feeling like a failure because oh i've done this or i'm feeling like this why do i feel like this i should be okay mm. you know yeah the, the famous should word yes <laughs> it needs to be erased i think absolutely <laughs> take it out and um in terms of your business i know that you've just had a rebrand and a rename yeah. so where are you hoping to go with your business um so i'm looking to work within the neurodiversity lgbt community um people within those communities who would feel more comfortable with a photographer like that um i know i've been speaking to families of neurodivergent children and they've told us stories about just photographers who've not been able to i guess engage with their children mm. so it's not gone well or the kids have not been able to sit down and sit still and stuff like that and it's like it's not about that you just want the kids to be who they are you know yeah we're getting a photograph but they need to be happy and comfortable at the same time yeah. so talking to people like that and getting a bit of insight into the struggles within getting photos for families has been interesting yeah and it's really, I know speaking to you before about this, it's really important to you, isn't it, that people feel listened to and comfortable within the photo shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. And um, so what are your strengths? You've mentioned a few times how determined you are, which is a common neurodivergent strength, which is yeah. in places. What other strengths do you have, Cassie? I've always been like 
a really good listener. I've always been able to listen to my friends' problems and problem solve for them, give them advice. Like, yeah, this isn't my life. This is what I'd probably do. This is what I'd suggest. You can do it or not. But if it works, great. And most of the time, the comeback feeling not a lot better with it. Um, so I'm good with like advice and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm also really good at seeing things and recreating them. So oh, when I was so when I was a lot younger, um, I've always been tall and I've always had a bigger set body. And getting clothes was an absolute nightmare. Awful especially within women's clothing ranges, sizes. You can go to one shop and you're a size 18. The next shop, you're a 26. And just players on the mental health. So I was so determined. I was like, you know what? I'm making my own clothes. <laughs> so I ended up just like practicing, making my own clothes. And I progressed really, really quickly. And I got to work with a local business a few years ago making tops for them to sell on within their brand kind of thing. So <laughs> fashion designer, clothes maker, photographer, yes, what everything. else, what uh, other creative activities do you enjoy? I like building stuff. So recently um, I've wanted to redo my workspace so that it's functional and the storage. So I kind of just rebuilt some space in my room to oh. do that um i can just kind of look at things and see the pattern and recreate it so that's really yeah. one of my strengths which is useful also <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um i'm a really quick learner if you can if it's something that was specifically if it's something that i'm interested in doing if yeah. you can show us what to do I can do it pretty quickly. I might take a couple of times and a bit of practice, but it usually comes pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure there are more, but that's a really nice yeah. kind of view it's to talk about. Probably, but that's what I yeah. can think of. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Okay. <clears throat> so what, oh, do you have any kind of funny or humorous story that you can um, relate back to your ADHD or autism that's got you in a in a in trouble but I don't mean trouble trouble but I don't know like funny as such I've fallen for plenty of things people have said because I'm like oh wow really and they're like no I was joking I'm like oh for goodness sake <laughs> it sounded yeah. really interesting as well so I've fallen for a few things people have said or done or whatever yeah um a lot of things that aren't particularly funny, but yeah, yeah. I can't think of anything that's funny, funny. Yeah, no, I... <laughs> <laughs> I probably shouldn't say funny because then that adds a whole load of like expectation and pressure. But um, the the being gullible is is quite well. It's very common with autism, isn't it? Because we kind of believe what people say. Yeah. And yeah. especially if they've got like such a just a normal tone about it. Like yeah. I'm pretty sarcastic myself. I can be super sarcastic. But I can't always tell if other people are being sarcastic unless they're really obvious about it. Yeah. Do you do you have to ask them, are you being sarcastic? Sometimes I'm like, 
are you serious or <laughs> oh should I take this <laughs> yeah yeah no it's it's a tricky one to navigate definitely so I know you've got lots of support around you through access to work and you've you've done a lot of work on how you think about things um what else helps you with your ADHD and autism I think now it's been just the understanding that there is reasons there why I struggle in certain aspects or I react a certain way and things like that, like having that, ah, it's because of this. It's not like an excuse, it's just a reason and it's it's a lot more helpful to be able to know how to then manage it yeah as opposed to oh i've acted like this i'm this way i'm in a certain mood mm. i don't know how to feel so i'm just gonna feel rubbish about it yeah I kind of be like yeah i'm feeling rubbish about it i don't like it but at least i kind of know why i can somehow bring in my tools that i've been given to work it out yeah yeah i mean Absolutely. Understanding is the first step, really, isn't it? Find out an awareness, what's going on. And then it's like, oh, OK, this is happening because of that. Mm -hmm. And then, like you say, employing the tools to, to help yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. So what advice would you give to somebody that's just been diagnosed and is feeling a little lost? Absolutely find the people like you have them around you, obviously good people. You want people who are supportive and who you can support also. Mm -hmm. And absolutely give yourself a break <laughs> because you need it. Yeah. To not be so hard on yourself because when you are, it's just a cycle of self-loathing and why aren't I this and why aren't I that? Mm. At least with that understanding you can be a bit more right i'm like this how can i change it how can i manage it how can i work with it how can i work with my brain instead of against it yeah just so important to i mean obviously not a lot of people have the ability to know this no. and it's going to be difficult but even if you can still use the self-acceptance of who you are it's a lot more helpful absolutely the constant self-bullying and loathing and just feeling like absolutely that you're absolutely useless mm. it's a hard yeah. place to be absolutely yeah thank you so much that's going to be so helpful i mean the whole interview you know there's all the way through it there's kind of inspiration your <laughs> And then all these kind of nuggets of, of tips and advice that is going to, you know, and thank you so much for sharing so openly. That's what's going to really help others as well. So thanks so much for coming. You're um, welcome. It's been lovely chatting to you. Yes, you too. Mm -hmm.